All right, everybody. Episode, no, chapter eight of Legion's Cast. That's right, it's time to... It's time to cozy on up to the campfire. Talk about some... Some mythological creatures and beings and sorcerers and swords and sandals and all kinds of good stuff with my friends. Who are my friends? Travis Bowles. Travis Bowles is here. How are you, Trav? I am. Uh, I'm excited about this one. Me too. Uh, Pete's here for this one. Pete is. Uh, I don't know. If Pete, I don't think Pete's been on a couple episodes, but Pete is back. How you doing, Pete? I'm doing great. I'm just, I, I thought, you know what? Hey, maybe I'll take a little bit of break from Legion's cast and I'll come back and maybe Steve cannot make a mistake in the first eight seconds. Nope. Wrong. Yeah, I know. Every I was, time. I shouldn't have invited you on. That was Every a, time. a big mistake I made. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> sorry. I, I shouldn't be apologizing to you. I apologize to the listeners, but it's okay because we're going to make up for it because even though we have Pete today, We've got a great guest that cancels him right the heck out. So um, we'd like to welcome Nate Barch to the show. How are you doing, Nate? What's up, guys? Oh, man, we're so happy to have you on. I'm happy to be here. Well, that's let's, good. Let's talk some geeky swords and sandals stuff. <laughs> Absolutely, that's why we're here. I'm glad we pulled you out of uh, podcast retirement. Um, <laughs> it's been a long time, you know. It's been at least, what, a couple months? Um, yeah, it feels like longer than that, but yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, and Nate, um, a lot of people are probably very familiar with, uh, with you. Um, you're pretty well known in the masters of the universe realm. Uh, you've been on a podcast called roast Google dinner, which is, has been one of my favorite podcasts for years now. Um, and uh, I think, uh, you know, a lot of people may know you from that, but we want to talk to you today because you're also a huge fan of Mythic Legions and a contributor to the brand. Um, when did you find out about the brand? Oh, boy. At at its, at its very earliest inception, I want to say. I was, so in the early... I want to say it was 2010, 2012, probably more 2012 or 2013, actually. I was going out to New York uh, and New Jersey for Toy Fair, and I was actually going out there for Toy Apocalypse to hang out with the Four Horsemen. Um, I've been working with the Four Horsemen uh, as a freelancer pretty much for, well, since 2007. My first project with them was on uh, The Seventh Kingdom. And it was with uh, packaging artwork on Ramathor, on the big elephant. That was my very first job with them, and that was awesome. And honestly, ever since then, it's always been – it went from packaging art to doing some design sheets or throwing some idea design sketches for Masters of the Universe classics. Um, and so, yeah, the Horseman and I, by that point, had we would always see each other at the conventions. And uh, once they started doing that Toy Apocalypse event – around Toy Fair, I was going out there. And it was on that, I can't remember which year it was. I want to say maybe it was 2013. I remember Eric was driving me back to the airport um, to go home. And on the drive, it was like a 30 or 40 minute drive, I want to say. 
and he handed me this stack of papers, and he said, I think this is what we're going to be moving on to next. And I'm, I'm flipping through it, and it's just a bunch of Eric sketches of the, of the dwarves and a little bit of the knives, knights and a little bit of uh, some other things that have yet to be revealed. But, um, yeah, it was, it was super exciting. Just even – so I would say the dwarves were kind of there at the beginning, and it was – everything I was seeing about them was just so exciting. And he was, he was jazzed about it. He was like, yeah, CB and I are excited. We're going to do – you know, we've always wanted to do this, you know, high fantasy kind of stuff. And um, so as far as me contributing to it, I, I was just there for geeking out. At, at the beginning, like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing kind of a thing to um, then the next year. I think it was 2014. Was it 2014 when Toypocalypse featured the first Mythic Legions? When they were they were the three and three quarter versions. Yeah. Well, they were going to be, but they were the sculptures were actually two up to three and three quarter. Yeah. OK. Which is funny. So those original um, sculpts and those original resin casts of the first figures of the knights and stuff are just barely bigger than what we have currently in the line. And I and I mean just barely bigger, like half an inch maybe or so. And so when when they were doing that they had an event and you guys have seen this on the on Source Horseman, um, where Jeremy or sorry, Gurmy Gerard. How do you guys say his name? <laughs> it's and it's Jeremy Gerard, yep. Jeremy Gerard, yeah. Well you Jeremy... should hear Travis try to say your last name. Bayartisich? It's Nate Bearkisich, right? Yeah, Bearkisich, he's a good guy. Damn. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, the the guys asked a handful of artists at the time that were in the toy industry. Some in the toy industry, some were just fans. Uh, actually, no, I want to say all were in the toy industry. Plus, it was everybody at the shop got to do kind of a custom uh, night for the Toy Apocalypse show, and I and they asked me to do one, and mine was the most boring one by far. <laughs> Like I was just like I have this really cool night. I just want to paint it and make it look like a normal cool night. And everybody else was doing like Owen Ortling was, you know, taking a skeleton and ripping half its arm off. And there's you know doing all these cool things. George Gaspar had one in there that was like this total zombie night that was beautiful and amazing. Then Joe Amaro had done this giant dragon, like sculpted it out of I don't know what he did. It was Sculpey or Crayola clay or something that hardened. And you guys have seen pictures of all these things, right? Probably. I'm guessing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that's those are the early that's the early stuff. And um, yeah, at that point we were just excited for the Kickstarter to get going, and the Horsemen already had Kickstarters under their belt with the Raven, and so they were anxious to get this one going, and it was as you know a huge success, and it's history from there. Nice. Nate, have you? I had never seen the art for Ramathor. I, I just I looked it up. That's beautiful, Nate. That's absolutely beautiful. Thanks. I, so, like I said, I mean, I, I mean, our logo is great, and I'm like, that guy's super talented. And then I'm like, holy crap! Look at this <laughs> Ramathor picture. It's absolutely beautiful, man. So, was that the with him actually wielding that weapon? Was that then? That was the actual box art. Yeah, that was on the back of the card. Back of the so, card. Okay. Yeah. That's right, because Seventh Kingdom weren't the. Uh, they weren't boxes. They were traditional blister packs. Yep. Yep, exactly. Yeah, the horsemen pulled me on largely because they're they're big believers of 
Well, obviously, like Eric and CB, that I mean, they grew up with um, Masters of the Universe, where the packaging artwork was beautifully painted, and and you know, really, that packaging artwork would pull you into that world. That was the whole idea of of doing the packaging art was to do something that just pulled you into that world and made you want to check it out and play in there for a while kind of a thing. So that was, yeah, which could, I guess, lead us right into me doing the packaging artwork for all the, the whole, all the stuff. I don't sure. know if you guys want to go that route, but Did you have yeah. a question for him first, Trevor? No, not really. I, I just, I, I, from our conversations, I know that you, you love, um, the like uh Norse mythology stuff and um is so were you with this line were you just all in right from beginning absolutely yeah I mean I'm a huge fan of Norse mythology huge fan of uh Tolkien's Lord of the Rings a huge fan of Dungeons and Dragons kind of stuff so I mean it was to see the horsemen come in you know hey we just want to do this fantasy stuff with dwarves and orcs and knights and i was just like yep sign me up sign me up there was an interview too um gosh this was back when george and aileen were together and they were also on that same trip i want to say or maybe it was the next year aileen had interviewed me and asked me about doing the packaging artwork and at, at that point it was a maybe it wasn't a sure thing so it was i was like yeah i would i would imagine that the packaging artwork should kind of look like that old D and D, you know, sword and sandals or sword and sorcery, <laughs> you know, atmospheric skies with like lots of red and lots of just really in-your-face colors um, depicting these really high-end fantasy characters. And and then the the Eric sculpts are just, I mean, they're just they they, it's just second nature. I mean, you can't. You really can't see them in any other light, really. It's or it's hard to. Yeah, the dude's um, a freak. He's an yeah. absolute freak. I mean, I just amazing. Yeah, can't gush enough about the world that he's creating with Mythic Legions, and, and it's largely him too. That's the other fun thing. And I know you've had CB on, and he's talked about this too. Of <laughs> when it, when we're out there talking with the guys, it's I remember talking with Jim at one point and him saying. Man, we're just lucky to have Eric because he just he goes home at night and he just does this stuff and it just pours out of his brain and and then we just make it because yeah, it, it which is very different and very unique. Like when you're dealing in the toy industry and you're trying to design toys, there's oftentimes a lot of back and forth on how to design, you know, what should the body proportions be and what should, you know, the overall look and feel and then you have art directors that come in and noodle the crap out of all that stuff. Whereas with these guys, it's really pure. I mean, it really is just pouring straight out of Eric's head. And uh, it's unfiltered. It's awesome. That brings me to it. You just sparked a question in my brain. You mentioned talking to Jim. How did you get Jim to talk to you? <laughs> we talked about his dog. His dog? Is that, is that the way yeah. in? Yeah, we, we talked about his dog for a little bit. And that, that, that helps. I don't, know, I don't know that that's like the clincher, but, you know, that's... It's a good start, anyway. Steve, gonna, Steve, gonna you're going to try that, and, yeah. and he's gonna, you're going to be like, so. This one time, my dog ate an entire chicken whole, <laughs> and he's going to go, he's going to look square, you look you square in the face, and go, I hate dogs, and just walk away. Like he'll bold face lie to you about yeah. all of his dogs just to avoid conversation with you. Yeah, that could happen. 
I could see it going down that way. <laughs> My favorite thing in the world to do with Jim is ask him what his favorite action figure is. Uh, and you'll see that. Like it, on PowerCon panels or Mattel panels or whatever, fans will come up and be like, Jim, what's your favorite action figure? And he'll just kind of look over at the other guys and be like, what? What am I? Cyclone. Cyclone is my favorite. And then he'll move on from there. <laughs> he'll just pick one out of the, you know, whatever. What toy lines do you collect, Jim? I don't collect. I don't do toys. You know, it's, like, it's awesome. But honestly, when you do get to know Jim, he is, that man's got a heart of gold. He's awesome. I can't wait. <laughs> Someday, someday you'll see there. Jim can. Yeah. Jim can wait. Yeah. It'll be when he lets you in. It won't be any other way. Yeah. Right. This is going to be like Fight Club where I'm just at the door and I won't leave. He comes out and tells me to leave every day and next day I'm still out there. It's going to be just like that. And then one day he's going to invite me in. Yeah. And then beat the shit out of you. <laughs> beat the poop out of you. Oh. You know, Nate. Nate, I just want to give you, you know, before we let you go on to the the explaining the your how you really got doing all the packaging art and all those things and the fun aspect that that's been. I got one thing I wanted to tell you. Um, my my wife is uh, making this diorama for me. Awesome. She said to me, "What do you want it to look like?" And we're like, you know, trying to figure out. And we're talking about like an area that's it's about ten feet. Um, wow. So Yep, and and uh, she goes, well, how about you show me the packaging? Maybe I can take something from that. So of course, you know, I show her that beautiful sprawling picture. Um, it almost looks like there's—I don't want to say a castle in the background, but there's, you know, spirals maybe, um, and it's yeah. probably like a castle wall or something. But regardless, it's just that that beautiful piece that you did, and and she looks at that and goes, uh, yeah, I can't do that. <laughs> Yeah. No, that's when you that here's what you do though on that you you're talking about the back of the the first figures with like yeah. the hordes and the Yep, exactly. Oh my gosh. Okay, time out. How many pieces have you got in your mouth? 2 20 25 25 7 70? What is this? Okay, my daughter right in like right it in the air. What are you Twenty. She came out, came up behind you, Nate, with her came, hand like this over her yeah, mouth, and I'm right. like, oh my! She got the COVID. Is she gonna vomit? What's oh, going on? She has 27 animal crackers in her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we do on Sunday afternoon. What, what you don't so, know is, is so does Pete right now. <laughs> Challenge accepted. I'm going. There it is. 27, 27 animal crackers, man. And um. No, it's funny, funny that animal crackers. He <laughs> don't know how to mute his mic when he leaves. He goes he on the camera. No, I didn't just... want to mute the mic. Yeah. Nate Nate Birch is our guest on the show right now, and his daughter has twenty seven animal crackers in her mouth, and I was like, amateur, but we don't have any animal crackers. All right. Well, that was Nate. Nate, tell her, tell her I'm coming for her, Nate. All right. So, I was the I was the pudgy bunny champion like ten years running. Oh, so, nice. Yeah. Yeah, Katie, earlier, my other daughter had, they had a another contest with gumballs, just the little cheap gumballs from Walmart. My son put in 15 in his mouth, and then 
uh, obviously they're chewing as they go, so they can kind of squish down this gumball. But Becca did 45, and Katie did 50. <laughs> Man. I don't know if I should be saying this. If this were another podcast, this could go in a completely different direction, I think. But <laughs> this one, we'll, we'll just keep it family-oriented, and they're just having fun. How old are your kids, Nate? So Becca, who you just saw, is 19. She'll be turning 20. She's just visiting on the weekend to do uh, laundry because she's at college. Well, mm-hmm. she's at she's at online college right now because of everything going on. Right. And then Katie is 16, and then Caleb is 11. Okay. Is uh, any any of your kids into the arts? Are they into what Dad does? All, all of them to a degree. Cool. Yeah. So Becca, actually, she's she's a better artist than I was. So she'll be one to watch, honestly. Very cool. She's she's gonna go into artwork in some way, shape, or form. She she may not go the illustration route like I did, um, but she's she's figuring that out. She's at college right now. She's just a sophomore, so right. She's, uh, she's got a while. Well, that's awesome, man. So they uh, uh any of them collect? Uh, Caleb, just by nature of being my son, has amassed a fair collection uh both my daughters they got into the toys like becca actually loves mythic legions she thinks they're the bomb and when the 2.0 stuff was coming out with all the the female characters she just lost it she loves that stuff um she doesn't necessarily have a collection of her own but only because they all know my kids all know that anything i've got they're welcome to mess with and play with and that kind of a thing i I'm not a mint on card guy. I open everything, and they're toys at the end of the day. They're they're designed to be played with and enjoyed. So, I I let them do that, and they're they're good with toys. They don't, you know. I've not. If anyone's broken more toys, it would probably be me than them. Um, and then, but yeah, Caleb's got no, quite a bit. Nate. Yeah. Nate, sorry. Believe me, uh, Stephen. Has broken more toys than them for you. <laughs> there it is. Walked you guys right into that one. <laughs> yep. That Hulk was already broke. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, but Wolverine wasn't. Kid Nova wasn't. That a super expensive Spider-Man Mego that belonged to Stripper Carl wasn't. Oh, man. The list goes on, Steve. We don't really need to go down this road. Let's talk about Nate here. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so uh, you you get so you get the packaging gig for, uh, for yes. Mythic Legions, and you just right. talked about your um, your kind of inspirations here. Now I'm looking at um, you know the 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 front side here. The, the you mentioned the red and the yellow, which I, I notice is a couple of prominent uh, colors in the Masters of the Universe card backs. I don't know if that was uh, by design or not, but. Um, I really want if the, the the horsemen have talked about a three foot tall dragon. Now I don't know uh-huh. if that thing's ever going to happen or not, but if it does, I just want to tell you that I sure hope it looks like this dragon head you have here because it is awesome. <laughs> well, I think I think if Eric were here, he would tell you that there are a variety of dragons on Mythos, and that surely one of them might look something like what you see on the packaging. Maybe has you know. I have no doubt in the world that a dragon will be made. I I, I have to be careful on what, how much I right. say or not say, but it's one of those 
it's safe to say, just based on everything that you know, CB and the guys do say online about it, that that they want that to happen. Yeah. They absolutely want a, a dragon to happen. They want to, you know, we've talked about possible playset ideas, and it, you know, this is all stuff that's like way down the road. Um, and obviously, a lot of this stuff has to clear up first before any of that stuff can get got to. But um, it's it's interesting, and I I know I've posted this story. Do you guys want me to go over the story of how that dragon head showed up on that packaging? Yes. Okay. So real, it was real quick, Nate. Before you start, Travis, will you please sit the bleep down? I'm gonna throw up. <laughs> I feel like I'm riding a tilt a whirl. Will you just sit down? I'm Nate. I'm sorry that he's so dang he's so gosh darn rude. So, anyways, the, the dragon. I, I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> it, I'm used to it from watching his other videos that he'll do on Facebook. Anyway, he just roll. <laughs> you got to take a volume before you watch those videos. <laughs> Nate, just let me guess. Every time you see Travis Bowles is live, you're like, please, no shirt. Oh, nope. Yep. And, and I only stick around for the ones where your shirt's off. Those are the only ones I stick around for. <laughs> and I, and then the camera gets moving on all these other places. I'm like, oh, I might get a peek. I might get a peek. And then, <laughs> never know. But no, but no, he keeps it very PG, if not PG-13. But anyway, um, no, the dragon on the packaging. Like I said, this is documented elsewhere. But for the sake of of you guys and for the sake of this podcast, for anyone that's listening that hasn't heard it, um, I. It was interesting because that front of the packaging initially, like on the in in concept, was just supposed to be kind of color and atmosphere and really not much anything else. Like we wanted to see exploding rocks. Gee, I wonder where that idea would have come from. Oh. Um, you know, just really simple stuff. Because really, the idea was again pointing back to Eric's figures. They're beautiful and they stand out on their own. Really, all I'm doing for the front of the packaging is just create a little atmosphere that that figure can stand on. Um, and then as I got going, it was interesting. Um, as artists, you kind of get into a groove on something and you start painting. And then before you know it, um, shapes started, just started to kind of appear. Like I, I'm painting up the smoke and the way I, the way I paint and the way I model the, the colors on top of each other. Um, it's a little bit through layers and, and just random brush strokes, really. It's it's a little like scribbling, I guess, would be the best way to put it. And I just kind of let it flow and see what happens. And then all of a sudden, sure enough, there's there's kind of this shape of a dragon head just forming there. And I'm like, dang. So I immediately sh- shoot off a text to the guys with that picture of where it's going. I'm like, hey, guys, do you care if I just maybe flesh out this dragon head a little more? And they're like, yeah, go for it throw whatever you want in there. And so it, it, it just kind of opened the door. Like a lot of the demons and monsters and things in the face shapes that you see in the front of that packaging, they weren't intended to be there, but they just kind of happened. And it's been so fun over the years because people coming into the line, even now, if they're new to the line now, they'll look at all this stuff and they'll be like, wait, I don't have a figure of that. Or is that supposed to be this other figure? Or what, you know? And so they'll, they'll come up with ideas of what those things could be. And, and I just kind of like to sit back and say, you know, I could answer that for you or or not and just let you continue to speculate kind of a thing. So 
personally, I like to just let people speculate, really. I guess I'm a tease that way, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, that's that's kind of how that happened. And then as far as that actual design, if that ever becomes a figure, I, I would love it. But, frankly, I don't. I wouldn't want... To, to be in all seriousness, I would not want that design on that card back to limit what Eric is going to do with that dragon at the end of the day. If he chooses to pull some inspiration from it or if it becomes like an alternate head down the road, that'd be cool. Uh, but I, I still want to see, just like the rest of everybody else, I want to see what he does with that dragon. Yeah, that, uh, that's been on a lot of people's minds. I know it's been on mine. Um and I could just, you know, what? just like anything else they would do, like you, you've already said, you know, they're going to have that dragon, they're going to give us head swaps, color changes, and it's going to look like a completely different dragon every time, but it's really going to be probably three or four different parts. Because that's what they do best. Pete, were you going to say something? Yeah, I'm just, I'm really upset that you looked like absolute uh, dog poo earlier, and now like your hair is all done, you look all nice. Like you, you do that, you do that for Nate, but not for us. Um, no, I, I actually, to, to be honest with you, and this is where I'll, uh, this is where I jump in uh, and I kind of talk Motu a smidge, um, and I, I won't get the names right because that's my style. But um, you know, thinking about the dragon uh, in Mythic Legions, um, and, and made me think about Granamir just kind of on size and how that being so much larger. Um, is Shadow Beast, is that the gorilla-like big Motu figure? Yeah. I want I want a Mythic Legions like that. Like a troll, but with hair, like kind of gorilla-y. I just think that would be absolutely awesome. And I just, for whatever reason, you said Dragon, and I thought Granamir, and then I thought Shadow Beast, and I thought, Pete, open up your mouth and say that. Save Nate from Steve for a little bit, and Travis is not participating. So here you go. Um <laughs> I just, it's, it's amazing to me to think you, you, the, I think you're absolutely right. And obviously Nate, without, without giving anything away, um, which I totally respect that. I, I think it's absolute BS. I thought we were closer than that, but it is what it is. Um, the, with the way the mythic legions is going and with what the horsemen have done, they're going to come to a point where they're going to sit back and they're going to go, how can we not do a dragon? Because they have such a huge fan base and such a loyal fan base and, and realistically, they have such a well-off fan base that could afford something like that. I, I mean, they're going to come to a point where a dragon is going to be something. Um, we saw it happen with mounts. Man, it'd be super cool to see a horse and then nothing. And people kind of talk about it. Next thing you know, hey, guys, we're doing horses. And um, there's through just the natural progression of what they're doing, um, we're going to end up with something cool like that. And I... I, again, I can't wait to see what Jim comes up with. Um, and one other small note, you know, you talk about, I just, I just want to do this background for these figures and give them some atmosphere. And then what you inadvertently did was you created beautiful artwork that people struggle to like rip open to <laughs> get a figure out. And when, and, and that, that speaks to the quality of that art because <laughs> they have this um, kick butt figure and they're like they're hesitant to pull it out of the package because they don't want to damage the artwork and for you to have done them justice that way and i just it's amazing man like it just the 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 figures would sell themselves 
the figures would do fine. But man, that just takes it to a whole nother level to have that kind of packaging. And your art is of, of all the figures that with the people that we know collect, that doesn't get thrown away. We open up Marvel Legends all day, every day, and we pitch them in the trash. People save those boxes because the art is so good. And I just wanted to gush that real quick before, like I said, Steve got rambling again or something, you know. So. Well, thank you. That's it, it is. It truly is a treat for me. And that was one of the first things that Eric and I, we, we kind of noticed that as the line was coming out. Um, how many people when they, they, you know, these figures are captivating, you want to take pictures of them. And I was so honored and happy that the majority of those early pictures that people were posting in their mythic legions was right in front of the packaging artwork. Yeah. And it, yep. and it was such a big enough deal that if you'll notice on the troll packaging, that was, Eric was specific about making sure there was nothing on the back, but just a big version of that back card back art, because he knew that people want to see, you know, they want to pose their figures in front of it. They want to pose the troll in front of it, that kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And then we we took it to another level with the ogres. If you if you take out the the inner box with the ogre, that's I mean it it is a little um basically a scene you can put your ogre on essentially in the snow. I mean it's just kind of a snow scene. So I mean yeah we're trying to find other ways to make better use of the artwork and make it more interesting and and. Uh, as you know, you mentioned horses. That horse artwork is is going to be coming along here pretty soon. Super excited for that. I don't think that's a you know that's not a spoiler necessarily. I'm not revealing anything. It's probably a given. But uh, I I am super pumped about the horse packaging. Um, and it's I, I grew up riding horses. I love you know I love horses in general. Um, it was interesting, both my mother and I had a little bit of design input on, like, the saddle and the tack work that goes onto the horse, um, just to give it a little more authenticity. Uh, you know, at, at the end of the day, it's Mythic Legions is on Mythos, and it's a fantasy line, so, you know, but at, at the same time, any artist still tries to pull in real-world credibility where they can, and so we were able to help out in that respect, but yeah... If if you're thinking I'm excited about the horse painting, I am, but actually there's another thing that's going to be happening with the horse packaging that I'm even more excited about so, and can't wait for you guys to see. Well, so that's, all, that's just all, a whole big spiel of me being a big fat tease, so I apologize, but that's... Well, I, I've actually gotten into... I, You know, Travis and I have talked numerous times uh, on this show, and, and I'm, I'm, my wife is going to kill me more so, but about how we're just not talented in the world of art. And I finally, I started, I, I did my first sculpts, like for diorama sculpts, um, because of these horse coming out, I finally, I just did some turrets, you know what I mean? Like little piles, because um, it was something That's that I awesome. could do. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited about being able to, I got, a, I got an email into my action figure customs. He hasn't responded yet, uh, but I, I think it's going to be huge. I think it's going to be huge. Big. Yeah. Again, it's, it's bringing in that authenticity. To right, horses. exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's perfect. You know, Nate, speaking of, of spoilers, I, I think you did include a, a little something on the ogre packaging that really got people excited. Uh-huh. A few things, yeah. Yeah, and, um, and you know, being able to connect the boxes was, was amazing and, and pretty fun. But that that ogre that, that looks somewhat yakish. Uh-huh. 
or goatish. I, I guess I don't really know. Is it a goat or is it a yak? Is that what the question is? <laughs> well, you know, we might have the guy that could tell us here. <laughs> is this a big debate? I, I can't be aware of. I'm not. I'm not a hundred percent aware of everything going on on the Cabal or other Mythic Legions fan sites. Is it a yak or is it a goat? It's. It's definitely more um, yak and bovine than goat and whatever goat subspecies Bo- is. Bovine is a cow or like a, a clove. What they call a cloven creature. Cloven uh, creature. Which, yeah. So you get you know. That, that you can't word. use big words. Yeah, you can't use big words like that with Trav. We have to. We'll have to cow, explain it. Cow, to cow says moo. Yeah. After every podcast, we have to sit Travis on our knee and while he asks us questions about what did the man say when he said that? What? <laughs> what did he mean? <laughs> uh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would I would lean more into the uh, Minotaur category than than a uh, ah, goat. That's I love that. But and having that said that, up... there's there's been yeah. Go ahead, Pete. I think you're going to go where I think you're going to go. I centaurs, man. Yeah. I, I, you know, from, from day one, it was, man, how cool would it be to have centaurs? How cool would it be to have horses? Now they have horses and they have men. And mm-hmm. last I checked, you mash those together and you've got a centaur, which is absolutely awesome. Yeah. You would and think he, they would think about that kind of thing in the engineering, you know, uh, you know, just how that neck joint works and. I'm just saying, oh, I cannot wait for people to get horses in their hands. Yeah. I know. I and and what's funny too is we you know, we get excited about stuff and we sit around the table and do and you know another thing that we've always said is that all our podcast ever has been is us sitting around having conversations we would have had regardless. Mm-hmm. And those are the things that kind of come up. And then you know because I, let's let's be honest, when everybody gets those horses and you realize that it's set up to be centaurs. Everybody can look back and go, that was the Legion cast boys. Them and Nate, they figured all that out. It's because of them that we have, you know, half man, half horse archers in Mythos. So you're welcome. You're welcome. Every single one of you, you are welcome. Actually, Pete, you've been saying that, the centaur thing for a while. I mean, it's before this episode. Oh, yeah. I Like I said, right from the beginning, I whenever, that, whenever they came up with the idea for centaurs, I had done it like a day and a half earlier. I don't know what the date was, but it was a day and a half before that. So, you know, you know what I I find probably the most interesting about the Four Horsemen is like they didn't even they don't show that, and we all we all expect that we're going to be able to do that when it comes. But they're leaving that to us, and when I say us, I mean much more talented people. Um, <laughs> So one day just start posting that stuff online and then it's going to kind of grow like wildfire. But it, it, it's so cool to me that they leave out like these little surprises. Okay. I, we're we're not going to tell you to do it, but you guys are going to figure it out on your own and it's going to be magical when you do. Yeah. Well, and something else that speaks a little bit to that. I mean, from the beginning of the line with the dwarves and the knights and whatnot, that front piece um, of their loincloth, you know, snaps in. A lot of that is for just you can get a further mileage with varying that front, you know, the piece that covers their crotch, right? Mm-hmm. But the other idea is to make that easily removable because once you do that, how easy are they to sit on a horse? 
for sure. You know what I mean? And there's a lot of people that are, and that's what I don't want to see. I don't want to see a lot of people trying to put figures on their horse while they have their, their loincloth piece on. I'm like, no, rip that thing off and then put them on the horse. They'll fit on much better. I'm already ahead and, of the curve because on my spawn horses, I did just that. I ripped that thing off, put it on there. Yeah. And, and it was done on purpose. I mean, that was, that was one of the reasons of why that happened. That kind of a thing. The, the forethought that go into this, this line of toys or the forethought that goes into this line of toys has always been pretty remarkable. Mm-hmm. It's like they know what they're doing. It's like they've been doing this for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. So what what are your personal favorite, uh, I don't know what to call it, type of Mythic Legion? If you, do you have one, like like skeletons versus dwarves versus knights versus vampires, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Do you, do you have a favorite, the, you know, ones that you like more than others? or? It's really hard to pick, but... But for me, the big standout is the Noble Bear. For It always has been. Like the Barbarians. Um, yeah, these ogres, when they came out, the fact that they fit in, right in with the Barbarians and the Orcs and whatnot. But yeah, the Noble Bear has been probably my favorite. Um, CB likes to tease me because if you go back in time, you know I have a thing for the Green Goddess in Masters of the Universe. Like, yes. she's just, she's always been, like pretty important to me for whatever reason. I still can't explain that, by the way. It's just a weird fanboy thing. Um, and it's it's not weird in the sense of, like, you know, I don't need to... There are things I don't need to do with the Green Goddess, for example. I just... She's one of my favorites. That's all there is to it. Really look up she, to her. And so when... She's one of the earliest images we saw in the comics from... Exactly. From You know, I'm like you, where I was introduced with the mini-comics. I'm of that age where... You know, pre-filmation, I love them both, but but the mini comics were first, and so I get it. She's like one of that. She gave He-Man his armor, mm-hmm. you know, his force field armor and his whatever else was it. One's a force field, one's a strength. Is it? So yeah, strength and force field, and you know, she was part of all that ridiculousness. Yeah. So I, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I think I think it kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. There was that, and then she disappeared, and she was gone, and uh, for whatever reason, that that always stuck with me. Then to move on to Mythic Legions, and you get uh, Miria, uh, Golden Branch, and she's that green, and she was a favorite for a bit, but then as soon as I saw Freya, I was just like, dang, <laughs> that's where it's at. So, yeah, Freya, like I said, she's sitting right there. I'm looking at her. I don't. I really don't ever put that one away, it seems like. And then the Barbarians, like, as far as Mythic Le- like the guys go, if if you can make them look like very very close and very similar to war duke of dungeons and dragons you know kind of a thing i really dig the kind of the just dark bounty hunter looking like you don't want to mess with that guy he he doesn't wear armor on purpose kind of a thing you know he's just and and it does it absolutely harkens back to what in my mind he-man was he was so powerful that you know he didn't need the armor so he just he was going to intimidate you with his sheer size and his sheer anatomy you know kind of a thing and um the barbarians are kind of in that same boat and i've always kind of been more drawn to that having said that though honestly there's the other side of me that's i really dig the 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 flock of xylona as well like the elves um I'm, I'm big on those. I have nothing against all the other monstrous ogreish things. I love those too. But like, I, I was joking with Eric one time. I was like, if if I had a figure of me put in a faction, uh, 
it would probably be it would for sure be a noble bear, but probably hailed from the the elven group somehow. Just that connection to nature and that kind of stuff. I tend to like that a lot. Very cool. You know what's weird? <laughs> and 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 I don't know if it's going to change, but I really feel like in the Facebook groups, uh, the elves really haven't gotten the love that I expected them to. Mm-hmm. Um, which is was kind of weird to me. I, I I just expected a lot more pictures like that. The the elf army builder, legion builder. Uh, to me, that is just an amazing figure, and. I don't see a lot of pictures of people posing, posing those, and it'll be interesting to see. And I, I kind of feel that way about the vampires too. Like I love the vampires. Same, yeah. I, I feel like they're gonna have their day though, mm-hmm. so it'll it'll be interesting. Yeah, I I would dare say each faction will get their day, as it were. I mean that's it's pretty evident by the the plans. I mean this this line is gonna go and go, and I think as people see more. But I, I agree with you on the elves. That one does baffle me a little bit too, just in the, because there's already some interesting variety happening. You have dark elves, you have green elves, you have, you know, Caucasian and and brown skin colored elves. And I hope I don't offend anybody here with the number of elves that there could be. But you know what I mean? It's like it's it's all there. Um, I actually have a custom on my plate that I that I want to do that would at least for me would introduce another class of elves kind of a thing so it's yeah we'll see it's interesting we don't need to talk a ton about elves but other than i absolutely agree with you and again i i think it's just give it time get yeah give it time and and let those factions build up you know some of the most popular factions are building up big like the noble bear and like the the orcs and the goblins i mean the more of them that people get the more excited they get about them so it just makes sense again it's kind of like they know what they're doing it's weird yeah for sure well you think we should move on to figure review or you got more more questions trav i think uh i think i'm ready to butcher some names um i i'll be honest with you i could probably talk with nate for hours yeah uh but the reality of it is, is all the things i want to talk about with nate he won't Tell us any answers. For. <laughs> it's probably true. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot I'd love to say, but there's a lot. Yeah, there is a lot there that I'm like, nope. I gotta respect the guys. Yeah. No, we don't blame you one bit. And and uh, it seems like they not only surround themselves with some talented people, but they surround themselves with some some smart smart people too, which is kind of surprises me that we made it in, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't say that enough. Jeez. <laughs> uh, yep. Uh, who are we planning on talking about today, Stephen? Yeah, who's on the docket? Um, Archimedes. Oh yeah. So I think I said his name right. His is okay. So yeah, Archimedes, one of the newer figures. Um, haven't had this one in my grubby little hands very long, but uh pretty darn awesome yeah i you know it's funny when they they previewed him i don't get me wrong i loved him i thought he was cool looking but i it wasn't until i had him in hand that i really appreciated uh the paint on his body um i i just didn't think that any i i, I loved kurzog 
I absolutely loved Kurzog. I loved the big green and mean. I, I love the orcs. Um, so I was like, yeah, the blue one coming looks kind of cool. But, uh, but man, as soon as you got him, the detail that went into that paint, you know, on his chest and arm is, is just so amazing. Yeah, he is. He's, he's just, his colors, uh, they pop the details in his loincloth and the, the, the bone color in the, in his uh, gauntlets and everything. They just, it really just stands out on him in my opinion. Um, and I love his reddish colored eye. Yeah, he's, he's a beautiful figure and that eye, that eye's cool. The face sculpt's amazing. And I love the helmet. Did you, Steve, did you call it a hat the yeah, other day? I did. <laughs> I mean, it it has that effect a little bit. Yeah, he's got a cool hat, yeah. and his homeboys agree he really looks good in black. Cool. I, I'm hey, sorry, Pete. I'm off camera right now. Is Pete making love to his microphone? What is going on? No, Pete's trying some. He, he figured this was a good time to test some equipment, and um, so he's 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 rubbing on it and making all kinds of noises. <clears throat> okay, first off, Steve, can you hear me? Yep. Yep. Okay. Earlier, I tried to leave this podcast, and you made me come back. My phone died, okay? So I had to switch to my Surface. Well, I don't have my AirPods with my Surface, so I had to go to my Bose Wireless. So I was just trying to get back in the conversation, because that's what you wanted, even though I tried to throw a tantrum and leave earlier, and you wouldn't let me. So you know what? Suck it up, Buttercup. I'm back. I'm fine. (laughs) And and not only does he got Apple AirPods, he's got Bose headphones. Ooh. So in your face, Nate. I'm sorry you had to see that. It's all good. <laughs> this is what I come on for. <laughs> uh, and I am going to call Stephen Buttercup from now on. That is his new nickname. <laughs> it's not bad. There's worse things. Uh, so we were talking about centaurs. I'm sure we haven't moved on from then, so let's double back. I'm kidding. kidding. So Argamides is actually also a centaur. That was the big reveal. (laughs) That was the big reveal. Awesome. Absolutely awesome. Yep. Cyclops centaur. Unique only to Mythos. Yeah, and he wears a hat. He does Mm -hmm. wear a hat. (laughs) You know what? Were you dropping Weird Al lyrics when I came back in, Steve? Yes, I was. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, wow. I, I know Amish Paradise. I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. We're good. Uh, Coolio, however, was not a very big fan. No, Coolio didn't like that very much. He no. does not have a good sense of humor. No, I mean he looks all fun in games and his in his when he raps about right. gangs and stuff. But yeah. Anyway, Travis, take that it was- away. Actually, I I, I need uh, Pete or yourself to handle the first part of this. I just read the biography. I'm not in charge of all this. Oh, um, heaven forbid you read this other part. Stuff. Well, Pete, <laughs> I've got it up. Do you want me to do it, Pete? Or do you have it up, too? Yeah, no, you. That's that'll be, this is phase two of you just slowly phasing me out of the show. So, yeah, go ahead. You <laughs> if you want up. us to wait for you to no, pull it up, fine. Pete, I'm go good ahead. with it. It's okay. Our no, listeners probably got all the time in the world. I'm sure Nate <laughs> does, too. If they're listening to a podcast about one specific toy line that isn't even available in stores, they've got time, Stephen. 
<laughs> Archimedes, character details, faction, Legion of Erethir, race, Cyclops, role, chief overseer. Toy details released in Wasteland. Accessories to be decided. So this was done before he actually came out, I bet. Um, additional heads, no. Yeah, Pete does a much better job of that. Ready? Yes. Members of the race of colossal one-eyed giants known as Cyclopes usually serve serve as weaponsmiths. It's, it's just Cyclops. No, uh, what, a, what? you're not you're not you're, you're changing the the O from like short to long. Like that's not a thing. Because it says C Y C L O P E S, not C Y L O P S. Cyclopus, Cyclopus. Cyclopes usually serve as weaponsmiths, builders, forge masters, and architects in mythos. Mythos. Ah! Master craftsmen with... You screwed up both halves of those wor- that word at two separate times. <laughs> mythos, Mythos, Johnny Mathis. I don't know what's going on here. Master craftsmen with a keen eye for detail and precision. Oh. These giant tinkerers Consider it the highest honor to fashion the weapons of war for the armies of Mythos. Mythos. Argamedes serves as a chief overseer of the forges of Erether, where the hallmarks of his oversight, order, and intimidation allow him to maintain maximum productivity. But the true secret behind Argamedes' mastery of the forge comes from his experience he has gained wielding his own Creations in battle. This is the longest biography I've ever read. Uh, Cyclops, Cyclops, single massive eye grants them the ability to see great distances, which makes them ideal for operating long-range weapons such as the ballista and trabunket. (laughs) Archimedes is no exception to this, and he takes great pride and his service to the Legion of Arithur, not only as a builder, but also as a mighty warrior willing to die for his people. Nailed it. Travis. Travis. That's how you, that's how you pluralize a cyclop. Because it's a psych, one is a cyclops. The ES, that's more than one. Yeah, I know. That's why I said it that way. Travis, I think my new name for you is Trebucket. <laughs> I think I, I'm just going to call you Trebucket now. <laughs> that was one of the most entertaining bios you've ever read. I welcome to welcome to Legion's cast episode, I mean chapter. I got Trebucket, <laughs> Buttercup, and Pete here. <laughs> you purposely picked that bio because Nate was going to be on and you wanted to embarrass me in front of him. So? You know what? Blame every teacher and parent you've ever had. <laughs> you've had Travis, you've had three stepmoms. Not one of them could teach you how to read. <laughs> Not to mention, we just got that figure and did a review of it a month or two ago, and you read that bio on there. Yeah, and we had the same Cyclops argument then. <laughs> I do, I do remember the Cyclops uh, um, conversation. Cyc- Cyclopes. So actually, I was trying to help you look cool in front of Nate because I figured this is one Travis has already practiced. I just got yelled at by my wife. My my 
Wife was a third grade teacher said, stop saying that. (laughs) 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 Nate, it's been a pleasure having you. It's been so much fun. So, Nate, are are you prepared to join us on Maui if it's going to kill me at some point? Yeah, I'd be happy to. Sweet. Uh, I'm pretty clean cut for that for that show but i'll still come on yeah great you and steve oh, you'll, you'll have to shower it. afterwards <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, awesome all, all right, right boy uh sounds good uh thanks again to nate for coming on we loved having no, you stop Hopefully. stop what? right now what i i had to look it up i he butchered the word trebuchet so poorly so i didn't bad. know even what he meant I had to go and look it up to know what Trebucket was. Trebucket. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> he's yeah. Trebucket. The boss Bob in his mouth, he's Trebucket. Oh, Trebucket. <laughs> Fun stuff. Oh, Fun makes them stuff. ideal for operating long-range weapons such as the barista and the Trebucket. Nice, <laughs> isn't the barista, nice. Isn't a barista like a person at a coffee shop? It is. <laughs> Wow. Uh, <laughs> Travis probably could have used a barista before this episode. <laughs> uh, Pete, close it out, please. We're uh, we're wrapping up episode or chapter uh, seven or eight. Get, get it right. Eighteen? <laughs> Seventy-seven? I don't remember. <clears throat> it doesn't matter who we are. The fact of the matter is Nate Barch. Uh, incredible artist of a ton of uh, Mythic Legions, the Mythic Legions packaging, um, and a ton of other things. And uh, he joined us today, had a little bit of fun. Um, has already shown him to be a better parent than Travis because his kids are able um, to put uh, upwards of 50 gumballs in their mouth simultaneously. <laughs> so um, yep. it was innate. Uh, sincerely, it was an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, <laughs> Of course, again, Legion's cast. Wow, Jesus. Um, oh, wow. That's what a fire pager sounds like, if anybody was curious. Nice. Um, the whole world's burning down, but I'm not leaving Nate Barch to a court. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm kidding. It's just the testos. Um, but of course, Stephen Bishotti, uh, the luxurious host of Legion's cast, co-host Travis Bowles. Uh, I am Pete McCarthy. And until next time, we will see you guys in Mythos. Mythos. Myth- Mythalanius? Yeah, Elsus. that place. 